Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right, hello, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. This is your host, The Viking. This is a bourbon cowboy. <laughs> bourbon I'm cow- setting shit up. He's, uh, he's doing I'm all his, 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 his good. photo op nonsense. I shouldn't say nonsense. It comes out great, but you're actually seeing what it takes to get one fucking picture for Instagram. <laughs> well, we're here at uh, we're here at Crew and Sular. That's Jimmy walking by, putting pizza in his mouth. He said hi. Um, we got the booth uh, semi set up. Um, we're doing our uh, local legends, as Jimmy calls it, our spooky vibe store. So we got that going. Okay, sir, <laughs> sir. Which time we put a cut in for you? Are you swelling too much? I think what happens when you do this, you lose the circulation of your fucking yeah, head. That's the problem. I can dream again. <laughs> um, so we got the booth set up. We're going to be doing um, Craft Imperial sales tonight. We got hats, the golf towels, the hoodies. Um, we got a cool sign that we uh, signed up for, for Jimmy for letting us do this. And, you know, uh, Grand Crew is the original Cyclops account, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. I think, yeah, I'm 100%, 99.3% So certain. 10 years from now, when we have, like, the lucky whatever, right, <laughs> okay, right, get his orders right. first. <laughs> <laughs> we just steal every other company's ideas and make them our own. No, um, yeah, so we're hanging out. Um, we brought a bunch of uh, kind of half-filled or quarter-filled of stellar selection. Um, of bottles tonight, so as everyone is smoking, if they want to taste on some stuff, they can, uh, which is going to be really cool. Uh, we got the Cyclops, the Hooligan, and the Reaper. Uh, being that it's events, singles on the Hooligan and Reaper can be bought. And then, of course, we've got the event-only Moon Tower. Of course we do. Of course we do. Uh, we are down to <laughs> 65 of those left, so we will see what happens with those. Uh, we're going to do a cool raffle at the end of the night for a complete get-up hoodie hat towel sign It'd be a lot of fun um yeah so what are you pouring there dude i'm gonna tell everybody well you know what? well you know we i'm gonna tell everybody i've been sipping on this pin hook um i got for a year now or whatever not that one though no not this particular yeah. one but i was in a store the other day and right off the bat i saw blue wax because they have gold orange and now this there's blue. Dude, there's 20, 27 last time we counted. Okay, so we're not even close. No, we're nowhere we're, close. We've been through maybe four. That's why it was funny today when you're like, I think we've had some pinhook. I was like, I'm pretty certain we get a pinhook every podcast for three years and never drink all the pinhook. Yeah, but this is rye. And uh, let's see what the proof is on it. Here, what is it? What is it? Alright. So it's up there. And then we are smoking uh, some zombies from Viaje. These are... are these new? Well, I got them like... I don't know, Jimmy. 
June, maybe? Yeah, I don't remember. Because you got to buy stuff in June if you want to smoke it in for Halloween. This is very true. Very true. All right, so let's uh, let's cheers that one. Cheers, brother. Let's get into that, and then let's... Getting uh, ready to get spooky. That's sweet. This is rather sweet for a rye, isn't it? I mean, you definitely get the proof in the back. It's there. It's little book proofy in the back, but. <coughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's a, um, yeehaw. It's not a bad yeehaw, but I'm thinking this will calm down. I think this will calm down a little bit after it you know, get some air moving around it, open and closed. That's got a, um, yeah, it definitely has a, I mean, I don't think, you always bring up cotton candy, but I got it. I like that, this I like that the taste cotton note. candy on this one. So when you say cotton candy, you know what I, when I say that, what I'm, what I'm meaning, right? I, I, I've said before, you know what I'm saying. It's like, you know how like when you put cotton candy on your tongue? Yeah. And it's sweet and it's there, uh, and it goes away? That's what I mean by cotton candy. This blows all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What I like about that initially on the first, and we just opened the bottle too, right? So there is that. Yeah, we hate um, doing that, but it just happens. Yeah, I do like that a lot. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, we've already done the zombies. Uh, we did a, I don't know, it was a different blend. It was the red zombies. We did oh, we did those the, of the Chiefs, the Chiefs game. game. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know if it's the same blend, just a different band. I, I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, but, you know, obviously we're using the ever lovely Tatuaje Astres. And of course, we got to show that off a little bit. That's 22, he's got 21. Um, excited to get into that. Uh, you got your lighter? I do. Oh, I got mine right here. Yeah, this is part of that VI stuff that's ever very goddamn hard to find. You can't ever get it. And yeah, like, we wanted them for the, the month of October. So if you try to find it in September, gone. So the minute it comes out in the summer, you need to get right on it. Um, I even saw some stuff the other day that just hit my phone. It was um, Viaje, uh Crossbones and Peepers. Peppers? Peppers. Yeah, they peppers. Re they redid the peppers this year. Everything in there, however you want to do it, sold out. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, shit, if it just gets to my phone. I mean, so you got to kind of do your research and be ready. Well, but you got to think, too, like some of those, some of those, those email drops that you're getting, those are coming from, you know, they're not just online sales places. They are brick-and-mortar stores that do the online presence. So, you know, we were joking with Jimmy earlier, right? They're going to have people that are going to order things and they're going to do it in the shop and come in and get them. And then they have, so like, say they get 100 boxes, they're going to allocate, you know, 45 of them to online sales, right? And then they go, okay, well, if we break that into five packs, which they were out All right, Mike, well. right on, buddy. Yeah, when you look at the five packs, um, it, uh, they go, okay, we got, you know, we got 30 boxes of 15. Well, shit, now we can have 95 packs if we break those down, right? So then they'll do that. 
but then those get ate up immediately. And then it's like, okay, sorry, that allocation for their online side is gone. It's done. You can't get it anymore. You know? I actually got very lucky and got something else pretty special yesterday, too. But wait till it comes in. You got me something pretty special. This guy picked me up. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about, well, you've heard our story a lot. The first bottle of bourbon we ever drank together was Heaven Hill White Label, the six year. Um, and then it went to the seven year Heaven Hill bottle and bond that um, looks very much like a Ben Holiday bottle. Do you notice that? When you look it at the does. colors on it? Um, but I've always wanted a bottle. We've always drank it. He's always had it at home. I've never had a bottle of it. And he picked me up a bottle yesterday. So thank you for that. And yesterday I had the um, opportunity to get out a little early, got down. I don't know if anybody's been here. If you're listening to this, The Haunt. It's a year-round Halloween bar down in Alaska something South City and uh, just a fantastic place they actually got a little Halloween um, maze or something in the back you can go do I think yeah Friday. they do like a little haunted house Friday and Saturday yeah. I think because remember we were there last year on a Wednesday and we were trying to do it and they didn't have anybody staff to do it so you just you couldn't go do the damn haunted house hey buddy you know so usually I go down once a year around this time Anyway, I get a t-shirt every year. This was like Cajun, did you read it? Yeah, it's Cajun, Cajun Freak Show or Cajun- Cajun Mania or something. Cajun Mania, yeah. And it's got a big- It's like an alligator. Yeah. Or a crocodile or whatever. Yeah, it was uh, great. And they're reasonable, they're 10 bucks. I mean, come on, man. That's, that's great, fantastic. We got that going for us. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. It's it's a really unique place. It's a year-round horror bar, horror-themed bar. It's great. It's got creepy shit all over the place, which is awesome. That well, tree is utterly amazing. Never seen one another one. So I put him out by the pool sometimes. I put him out in the front, but most of the time he's in indoors hanging out with us. We're watching creepy black and white movies. That would be super cool. Well, we got the Blues game coming on tonight. Yeah, so. and we got a football game, so we got both. Oh, that's right. Who's playing tonight? <clears throat> uh, Football-wise? I don't have any money on it, so. I do not know. I really wouldn't know. I don't, I'm not betting on anything. No, that's not open. I know the Blues have lost the last two, but hell, they've only played five games. Everybody else is, I think, seven or eight games. It's kind of crazy. Played more than five games. They've won. They're three, one, and one. Oh no, they're not. They were three. Yeah, never mind. They're three, three and one. They were three and one. Now they're three and two. They're three and two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just got beat up on two games in a row, man. Well, they had a new goalie in the one. Yeah, but Bennington was in last night. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it comes down to like when you look at shots on goal. I think in the first period it was like twenty-five for Edmonton versus four for St. Louis. And yeah, they're gonna be up one-zero. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Ruby was like, I've never heard him say this, and he probably has, but it was like, you know, listen, you know, you got to find the dirty goals. You got to find the dirty goals. And uh, I've never heard him say that. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't say it, but it's just like you get down there nitty gritty and you get him in there. They didn't get it done last He's time. probably, he's probably a little upset. So they one upped them. The other one was an empty netter, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. Well, this is kind of the calm before the storm. 
Yeah, it's going to be fun tonight, man. Down here hanging out. Did a little podcast in. We got most of our stuff um, set up. We're going to dial it in a little bit more. And then, um, yeah, we'll get the cigars out and get everything laid out, and then we'll have fun. He's going to carve a pumpkin tonight, which will be dope. So, it'll okay. be cool. Let's talk about the zombie. Because what about it? Um, I didn't actually think about it when I... We did these for one of the Chiefs game. I don't know if this is a different blend, but this is a black with kind of a light well, green. Black zombie. and green versus black and red. Right. Now, I don't know if it's the same blend, but the um, the burn when I first lit it, it took a while for the draw to open. Well, up. one, it was a closed foot. Right. Right. Two, it's got the perfecto into it. Yep. Right? And it was a, a cap foot, but. And, you know, you got to think, right, that, like when you look at the cigar, right, you're cutting up here in a 52. So you got 52 ring gauge here with this full tunnel that comes down to this little 30, right? Now, as soon as it got past the, the oh, nipple, it, it, it just It was only about wildly. a minute. Yeah. But I've not smoked a lot of those closed ends. They're called closed end shack foot. Hey, it depends I mean, on ours. Call it. It's on, what we calls it a nipple. It's a wrap. We, we've got... The shack foot. Yeah, shag but foot. ours is wrapped. It's not like... It's not like uh, the Peacemaker or whatever. That's kind of a, or Joe's. A closed foot. You call it a closed foot, a shag foot. It's just an extension of it, right? Um, or an exposed foot. I mean, it's whoever's going to use their terminology for it, you know? I call it a shag foot because that's what it is. You know, you get a little bit of that wrapper hanging over the top and it's pressed down. Allows you to try the wrapper right away before you get into everything on it, you know? That's one of the things I love about VI is no matter what, I mean, I haven't, well, with the exception of the Patinos and the Oros, like the Coraline stuff that we smoked, those weren't super spicy, but all of these, they're just pepper shakers. And I, th I thoroughly enjoy it. This, the Moab, the Skull and Crossbones. The, I have not tried the peppers. You've had them. I've never, I, I had a, I had the Carolina Reaper, fuck, a decade ago, eight years ago, I smoked one. I've never had them since, but... They've got the habanero, the jalapeno, they do a cherry pepper, and then I think Carolina Reaper is the other one. I think there's four of them. But I've never, you know, I've, you know, I've always been, I've always wanted the zombies and the zombie antidotes. Like we smoked the antidotes. Um, I've wanted the buckshots, uh, the zombie killers, like you have the M50s or M80s or whatever they called them. Yeah. Those are always great. Uh, I really enjoy those, but they're also incredibly hard to find. You know, you can't you can't always jump into them and get them, which which sucks. But these, they're just straight pepper shakers, man. A lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a good day to do them. For sure, I like them. The eye is just one of those trippy ones, man. It's like it's like I said. I remember when I was down and remember when I went to Louisville and I went to Riverside, and I walked in and I saw the eye and I was like, damn, you know, I didn't really know that because there's not that many Viaje accounts. You know what I mean? I didn't know they had a core line, which I know that can sound kind of stupid or ignorant a little maybe, but everything you see about the eye, you don't see anything. Like when I showed you the Patino and the Oros, I'm like, dude, I hadn't seen him before. There's no, but even but you were like Viaje here. At no, nobody, nobody. Um, so you're like it's hard to get them in and get them. Yeah, in I, it's only well, I assume that's what I assume. 
You know, I've only been in two Viaje shops ever, like that I've seen Viaje there. Well, Smoker's um, Abbey is one of them in Nashville. Yep. I don't know if anybody else. I've been in the other ones. I haven't seen it in anything. Fox and Fox and Scottsdale has it. They've got it, and then obviously um, Riverside. So three. Well, I haven't been. To, I haven't been to Smoker's Abbey, so two. But um, uh, all you ever see about Viaje are the Moabs, the zombies, zombie antidotes. Uh, um, the M80, the nuclear warheads, the peppers, the goat, you know what I mean? Like, that's all you ever see about them. Like, when you look at the press releases that pop up and come through, it's always about the the one-offs or the special content ones, like, you know what I mean? So it's, it is it is a little different to get. That's like Ezra Zion. I joke about Ezra Zion all the time. I've talked about this for three years on this podcast now. Ezra Zion does have core product, right? I don't know anybody that smokes core product Ezra Zion. They're all buying the Little Green Army Men or the Machetes or the um, who is the guy from um, Walking Dead that Jeffrey Dean Morgan he had the bat wrapped in the barbed wire. Lucille, that is what they call it. They made oh, it. They made it. It was a Maduro cigar that they put barbed wire around, sold five packs of it. You know, but that's what that's what a lot of people will jump after. Well, I've never smoked any of those. I haven't either. I smoked a little green arm, man. I just smoked those. <clears throat> but I am gonna look down uh, for some more of those Asylum. Uh, I think that's the called Devil's, Devil's Night, Night Out or something. Devil's Night Out. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna hunt down some more of those because that was a really good smoke. I'll tell you another cigar that I had again, and I know we've had them, and I can't remember which one while I'm here, I'll find out, was the uh, Stolen Thrones. Yeah, we smoked, we, we smoked Crook the of the Crown. Once. Yeah, we smoked Crook of the Crown. This which is the, is the Habano Escrito, yep. That and then one is just kidding. And then, did we both smoke the same thing next, or did we smoke, the, one of, each of us smoke one of the other two? I thought I had a picture of them, but I don't remember. Yeah, they were they were here at crew. Jimmy, when was Stone Throne down there? Yeah, about a month ago. Yeah, we had something. We couldn't either one of us. Could yep, be here. I think I was fucking working probably. <clears throat> uh, no, well, that's this is a little. Uh, this is a freaking sweet bomb. It is right, and it doesn't go away. Like it's it's incredible, and I see it's interesting because this rye is very sweet but i don't get any spice from this rye you get the barrel right the proof definitely comes through on the back of it there's no argument there but compared to um this obviously the proof is not like this but it reminds me of uh, angel's envy that rye of angel's envy is really sweet of course it's it's not much sweeter no no it's 90? Are those 90 proof? 90, I think. Yeah, but there's 122, and it's a freaking sugar bomb. For sure. And I I like your analogy. Cotton candy. There's even shit floating. Maybe that's from my cigar, though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Dude, we were sitting outside. It's like you did check these glasses. Um, I did. I rinsed them out, bro. <laughs> um... I had that which is a West County little event last week. And bro, there were at one point thirty one mile an hour wind gusts. Right? So I was like by the end of the night I was the only guy that still had a canopy on the tent. 
I just held that. I bunkered down like, you know, a sailor and castaway and just bunkered it down like freaking Tom Hanks. But, um, uh, every time, dude, every time I, I got this cool little light up glass and I was, I was just drinking water and all I had was Bud Light and McUltra. I'd take a drink, set it down, I'd go back to it, there's something floating in it. Like the wind had picked something up and threw it in it. Well, especially if you got trees. Like I went swimming in the pool the other day and it's, we've got trees that there's this, try to get all the leaves out as much as you can, keep it under control, but then finally it was just like, hey, I'm gonna swim with the leaves. Right. And it was pretty damn groovy. Go play Swamp Man. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna come right out and say it. I don't like this. No? No. This is the first pen hook I don't really care for. Now, in saying that, revisit it down the road here because I think <clears throat> some of this will calm down and maybe it'll be a little more enjoyable, but that is a freaking candy explosion. This is uh, my kind of ride. Really? I like the proof on the back and the sweetness. Of, I don't think this is nearly as sweet as Angel's Envy. Really? Yeah. Angel's Envy just tastes like like melted cereal I don't, I don't i don't i don't know now granted when we did have the tatawaya dinner and we had that that name was gonna be right then it did not taste as sweet as i remember it did but i think this proof is pushing it too the sweetness it's pushing it right it's like an explode the yippie kaye when i first had it this was i want to say 16 we took the Harley out to Utah, and I went down to their front shop, and I had Yippie Kaye for the first time, and it reminded me like that. I was it was like a circus in the mouth. It just things were happening and popping and all kinds. Of, but there was spice in it. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of that in here. But thankful to the zombie, I'm getting like spice as well. Yeah, this is a this is a spicy little bottle. That maybe that's why you don't like it. It might be the amount of spice on the cigar against that sweetness you don't like. Because like there's a difference between like spicy and spicy and sweet in a whiskey. Then there is spicy, sweet, and proof. It's got uh, there could be way too much of that going on. That could throw you for a loop. Man, I'll tell you what. I was I was laughing earlier. I was reading that uh, Davidoff. So Davidoff does their year of the the Chinese zodiac New Year every year. So they're doing the year of the rabbit this year, right? Um, the box is you know the cigars are going to be 50, 60, whatever. Probably it's Davidoff. Uh, but they made these ashtrays, and they're you know this is probably a better. I would go ahead and say this is one of the best ashtrays I've seen made. This style ashtray. Right, it's very well put together. It's heavy. It's 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 good. Right, they made these. Um, they're all tatuai out here again. They're about you know, I'd say probably a ten inch circle circumference on them. Right, and they've got the year of the rat logo in the middle, and then they're red and white. And they have Davidoff written on them. Four hundred and seventy-five dollars. I saw I got hit with some Opus uh, lighters. They're like really neon green, yep. and I'm like, oh, those are pretty cool. $400. Yep. I'm like, Bink. yep. Well, shit. Uh, DuPont, let me show you this picture. Uh, Brian actually sent this to me today, to us today. But, uh, where's it at here? There you go. Look at that. It's 
It's got a full, full watch connection inside of it. I'll send it to you. Uh, $50,000. Well, if you look I'll inside, it the, it's, a, it's a roulette table that's in the middle of it. Acts as a clock. Yeah, actual moving ball that slides around through it. For the guy who's got everything. Yeah, dude, $50,000. And if you drop that, drop it and dent the igniter on it. Guess what? That's a uh, $50,000 paperweight that can't hold down very much. You know? It's like when I see that and I go, you know, and I didn't even, I can't even say, because I didn't even pay what my lighter's worth at all. You know what I mean? But like if I just spent twelve, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300 on that lighter. Oh, you're right? talking about the double set. That one right there, yeah. I'd be like, oh. hell yeah, right? No worries. Lifetime warranty. With that other case. Yes, and I've got the, I've got the, it's 170 something of. Oh, they have cases for these too, right? They do, and they're $150. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'll show you the box this and came like, in, dude. Uh, no, thank you. Dude, this, this came in a complete. I mean, a like it's a fucking jewelry box that opens with felt that the case sits in one, lighter sits in the other, and then there's a silver plaque. It's like 173 of 900 or something like that. Yeah, like it's a legitimate, like, send the shit to you. It's crazy. But something like that, right? I, I, I'm curious, right? You know, the only, and this is what makes me laugh. You know, the only reason they're making those? People are buying them. Not one person. People, multiple people are spending that money on a lighter. Yeah. No, like I was annoyed earlier when El Septimo this year was releasing these million dollar lighters, right? That were encrusted with gold and platinum and diamonds and, they, no, not El Septimo. Oh, who was that? Uh, oh, it'll come to me, I'll fix that. Sorry, that's not El Septimo, but the, the name will come to me and, and I'll tell you. But they're releasing these lighters. And I'm like, who the fuck? Like, what are you doing? And then I stopped and I went, well, you know why they invested time to make those? Because people are buying There's a reason. Yeah, you don't just you don't just make it because people aren't going to buy it. You know what I mean? We should make a, you think we should make a lighter? No. A moon tower lighter? Oh, we can do a moon tower lighter. Yeah. <laughs> the moon tower lighter. And if you buy two boxes or three boxes of this, you get the Moon Tower lighter. I just, I can't believe, I can't believe. I mean, I guess I can, you know, like, I always like to pat myself on the back and I joke, I'm like, if Bill Gates gave me his fortune tomorrow, I wouldn't change much. And I, no, no, hear, hear me out. This is, this is where, no, this is where I will admit it. I wouldn't change much. I'd pay the house off, pay the vehicles off, not have to worry about that. That's done. I wouldn't buy anything extravagant. Like, I'm not gonna go buy random houses and shit like that. But you better believe you and I are gonna have that lighter. <laughs> like, I wish I would come into some, I wish, I wish I fell into something like that because I think what I would enjoy doing, and I've always wanted to do this with my property. Dave always calls it the Hodge Lodge, you know, down at the farm. But create, kind of a compound where you have kind of a bar slash restaurant and then you get a golf cart we check you a golf cart and then you go out to your tree house and I just spent like 10 years just designing and building these beautiful tree houses throughout the woods and have these special features and I, I just think it would be really cool that would be Property awesome would would have to be key um You'd have to zone it commercially. You'd have to put running water and electricity. And oh, yeah, all that. All that. But we're talking going like Johnny Morrison's 
type shit. That's I dope, mean, though. Right? That'd be cool. You got the money to hire the people. You're the idea guy, and you go through and scope it, figure it. But uh, you gonna take all to China too? No. Oh, okay. He's like, I think he's three hundred oh, plus yeah. down. And you know the whole story on that, right? What he's looking for. Well, I've heard two different stories. I heard he was looking for an underground waterfall. Yes. But then also, I heard that he's gone down there and he's found a cave. And they're wondering, because he's got another cave. Well, I would say it's quite a bit of ways where the golf cart The back cave? Yeah. But he's wondering, he's wanting to go down far enough to see if he can find connecting caves and waterfalls. And he's probably one of the few guys I know that's got enough money to go get that done. Um... But uh, the next time we go down to the farm, we're going to do a walk. We did do a walk. We went down there. You remember that. I'm talking about at my farm. Go walk the property. Go all the way to the back and show you the topography. Because I always think it's flat down there. And it's hilly through my property. It's got some really diverse, especially in the back. That's one of the coolest things about when you have a large population of tree like you do. Like I know you've got pine out there and oak and all that. I've noticed this. I never really paid a lot of attention to this until I started bow hunting. The way flat ground, or the way hilly topography, like the way you can have a 18 to 20 foot difference between where you're standing and 10 feet in front of you, but it never feels like that. Trees play a lot into that because the, the different heights of the trees as they grow up, it's really cool to see. Well, especially you can notice it, like maybe we'll get down there in november for a podcast but um we do have a podcast down there in november november 12th that's right (laughs) uh so either day early or a day later stay over have to be the day have to be the day after of because it'll be sunday and you're off anyway well yeah or we do day of because we got to be up there we'll talk about that off here but we got to be up there early yeah um i think you know from like where the lake is and then if you walk all the way straight back you probably gain 20, 30 feet, maybe more. Wow. It goes up. Up, way up. Oh, wow. My wow. thing was always to clear that out and leave some big oaks and then maybe do a cabin, you know, maybe 75 to, you know, 100 yards back on the, on the where it peaks. That'd be cool. Um, I got to settle down because every time I get excited about the farm and going down there and just, I, I wish I could go down there for just a month or two and do all these special projects yeah. I want to do. It'd take a lot. That, that, that place is so cool, man. Like it's the ultimate cigar smoking, whiskey music festival place. It's great. And there's no service out there. Like there's no Wi-Fi. There's no TVs. It's Bluetooth music, or if you want to get old school, you can go play on the damn jukebox. What's that called? That's what that's called, right? Jukebox? Yeah. Okay, jukebox. But it's an old one. It's a... It's an old... Um, actual, like, not... They weren't not vinyl. It's not a Wurlitzer. What are the small ones called? Um, the eight millimeters. Not vinyl. Oh, you mean 45s. 45s, yeah. That's what I was talking about. Uh, anyway, so were you aware, uh, Groom sent me a text that he went and saw at the theater a tribute to Billy Joel. And I guess it's playing in St. Louis tonight. At the factory, yeah. And, uh, it's not Billy Joel, though. It's a tribute to Billy Joel. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's and, like 
We have had many of night of the whiskey enthusiasm. We've done a lot of tributing to Billy Joel. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, he went and saw it and said it was pretty good. Told me about it tonight. I'm like, sorry, I got a big. I'm I'm sure it's pretty dope. Is, isn't it like did it? I think yeah. it's like eight nine different people that that do like it's a band that plays everything and oh, does I the songs and well that's cool yeah. I didn't know like, it's a it's a full band there's like there's a lead guy right but some <laughs> I it was other like people film coverage and some film yeah and they play like they play live it's one of the, it's one of those things where like um oh uh, like we were talking about the James Bond music how they play the music and the film is silent and they go through like that. I'd be in, me and you'd be in like Flint. Done. On James Bond Nine Symphony. Nine hours of TV. Let's go. No, Symphony. Doing oh, like yes. a, a cool James Bond, like an old school one. Yes. And the Symphony does all the music. I mean, yes. They're doing Jurassic Park. I know. And now when they do those, they do those where they play the movie, right? And then the music is played through the Symphony. Yeah, they play the whole everything. DJ was telling us about it. He's been doing That's right. That's right. All right, hey guys, on the uh, Zoom, I'm going to end this meeting and restart it. Just jump right back in, okay? We've got our little limited times. I'm going to restart in about five minutes so you guys know. Um, yeah, that would be super fun. Man, I'm enjoying the hell out of these zombies. Yeah, these are good. I like these, man. And there's smoke bombs too. You get a lot of smoke off. They do res. I mean, look at that. It's like painting my finger. They do resonate. My thing though is, I think I'm turning into a little bit of an old school purist. This would have been a perfect robusta. Just make it the robusta. Why? Why the nipple? Why? You know. People are into. Like I said, that I've been I've been finding myself as I'm smoking. I've slowed down too. I don't know why that is, but I'm, I'm not smoking as much every day. Like the cigars are lasting longer. What do you think an average day smoking for you? Three to four. Yeah, three to four. Hmm. I think I asked Doug and those guys down at Stanley's, nine, 10 a day. You can't taste anything at that point, dude. You can't. You can't. Like, we, talk, we talked about that when we did the, um, we, we, I think you and I were at your farm and we were talking about it. The day we golfed, we had smoked there. We smoked at the golf course, right? Then we went to Leatherwood and we smoked there. We had a smoke at the farm hanging out. Then we went to Sybil's and we ate. Then we came back and we smoked two more cigars. Then we took the gummy. Then we're sitting there and we're talking before that thing settled all in. Well, I'm not worried about that. That settled all in. And we're like, dude, it was, uh, you were smoking a Jaime, the Jaime Garcia. And I was smoking a Calaveras. Like, well, how is it? I'm like, I don't I can taste anything. <laughs> I'm having a cigar now. You know, it, it's interesting. When you're smoking that many cigars in a day. So we should have asked Luciano, because I think that's my biggest smoke day ever. When we were with Luciano. Yeah, but see, what makes that day so different is in actual cigars, we only smoked three cigars that day. We were smoking individual leaf priming tasting the individualities of the cigar well, and we weren't finishing smoking. them either nope you know he's like all right next well that's why i tell you like the first time i met luciano when we sat down we were going through all of luciano dreamer stuff and all of his prime i smoked every single cigar in that portfolio okay so i smoked 12 cigars at that point but i smoked that much of each cigar you know what i mean yeah. so through the 12 maybe you had two cigars you know what i mean 
And that's what that's what like people don't don't under don't understand sometimes I think when they look at rollers or blenders and they're like, Man, they've always got a cigar in their mouth. I'm like, Yeah, but they're not smoke it's not like it's not like it's a cigar every two hours or every hour. You know? They'll they'll light a cigar. Like when they put a blend together, they'll come in, they'll light the first two inches, then they'll put it out and cut it and come back later in like the next two inches because they're trying to taste what the combination of tobaccos are doing. Right? Like, how do they change as you get through the tobacco? Then they note that down. They're like, okay, well, they note it up here and they go, okay, do it again. Move over. All right? And then they go, okay, well, what if you what if you were to take, you know, we've got a Habano wrapper on it now. What if we put in a scuro over that? And they grab a leaf of a scuro, roll it over the top, kind of lick it on, light it up and go. And then see how that wrapper leaf is going to alter the blend as well, going into that aspect of it. Yeah. You know, there's a big difference between two packs a day and... And you're smoking nine, ten cigars a day? Well, you couldn't taste capis if you were drinking it after that. That is wild, man. That is wild. I bet when I'm down at the farm on a full day, easy five cigars, maybe six. And maybe it's not, maybe it's not three to four. When I'm when I'm at the shop and I'm working, it's easily two in a day. Yeah, but you're doing a lot of putting down, picking up, putting down, picking up. You know, you got... Oh, yeah. And it depends probably, you know, is it a busy day, light day? <clears throat> I want to try it a little bit more. Um, yeah, but then when I look at, like, I think my most two, my only, you know, real leisure days that we do. Now, if we're bouncing around shop to shop, like going to see Craft Imperial accounts, you know, that's another one. We'll have two, three in a day, right? And then we'll hang out. But like on the podcast, like when we do the podcast, we're hanging out, two or three, right? Lately, it's been one cigar through the podcast. You've been noticing that, you know? Not a lot of relighting, but we're, we're talking and we're moving and we're getting onto subjects and bouncing around and having a lot of fun that way. Um, yeah, a lot of times I'm down to a nub. Yeah, and then we light another one up we got 20 minutes on the podcast left, but... Um, yeah, like when we're just hanging out, like think about like football Sundays, dude. Like I don't, maybe like when you came over to the Chiefs game that day, I had that cigar I was smoking. I had lit it like thirty minutes before you got there. Then I had two during the game, and then yeah, but I'm know. puffing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. During the Chiefs yeah. game, I'm like, I'm puffing for sure. But yeah. I'm, I wonder what the average person smokes a day. Hey guys, FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle. And don't forget that as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, CraftBoodle15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands. So you can receive that discount. And once again... Uh, let me ask you a question. Since it is, we're kind of doing the spooky night. This is one of our Halloween. Definitely one of our Halloween shows. Bro, let's be honest. We're having Halloween in July, okay? So, yeah. Well, we always do. But what is a song for you that just, bam, that's your Halloween song? Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get those peepers? Yep. And then this is Halloween. From Nightmare Before Christmas. And um, it's not a Halloween song, but that song in Kill Bill that the Pussy Wagon guy whistles. 
know what you're saying. That, I don't know what it is, but it always just makes me think of someone wandering down a hall to do something bad. <laughs> I don't know. That one really gets me. But Jeepers Creepers really, it goes off and it gets me really That's an really old 20s or 30s Yes, song. it is. Um, and I used to do Halloween um, cassettes, you know, like I would do a Halloween playlist. And I always liked the old stuff. I thought it was great. But I Michael Jackson's Thriller, yeah. I mean, that to me, that just is one that I always got to hear around Halloween. I mean, For I, sure. That hey, we just got a, a question from the Zoom. What are you dressing up as for Halloween? What are we doing for Saturday? Well, I'm pretty much always dressing up like Halloween, but... I look like an idiot. Um, That's what I do. I'm going to be a skeleton. Yeah. Right on. I got a... Uh, are you and Mommy and Skeletons? Both of you? Yes. Yeah? Uh, Mohan and I were doing a Dia de Muerte uh, full costume, so... Dia de Muerte? Dia de Muerte, Day of the Dead. Dia de Muerte. Um, she, uh, she's going to be a Calavera. And I'm going to be a, I'm not even sure what the gentleman's name is for it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Painting my whole beard black, whiting out my whole head, putting gemstones and eyes, the whole thing. I got a dope hat. I got a, I got a, uh, yeah, I got a black and red rose petaled suit. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be, uh, that's going to be a good time. And by the way, we're all clear. We're good to go. So I'm coming we're to your play. Okay, right uh, on. I got that worked out. Right on. Had to do a walk in the park to get that all walked out. Oh, yeah? But <laughs> you guys will just be coming to our house. Maybe we'll do a little pre-cocktail there and then uh, do our thing in. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, we got a... Uh, but my um, gig is kind of like easy very functional yeah i think you're gonna like it well so is mine yeah well there's just a lot of work it sounds like no it's just spray cans of paint okay well, yeah i mean getting those goddamn bolts glued to my neck <laughs> last yeah. year and then those shoes that was kind of a pain in the ass i was frankenstein and my gal, Jay yeah, was Believe bright. it or not, the hardest part for me, like when I was Jack Skellington last year. That was pretty good. Was getting my beard white. It took two cans of white hairspray to make my, and it still wasn't white. It was like this weird ashtray colored gray. You know what I mean? But at least with the black, we're going to run the black. That's going to be, it's just going to cover it all up and in. You know? Um, and then next year we're being Beetlejuice and uh, Wendy, I think, is the name for Beetlejuice. But well, maybe next year we can get a theme going. Well, we should. We should. Um, we should pick something though that we can that we can do. Like I all still four of think us. me and you. We could redo that. The Toy Story game. Yeah. And I'm Woody and, and you're Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Or vice versa, you're Woody, I'm Buzz Lightyear, whatever, then everybody can pick. I mean, even Speaking of, hey, the dinosaur, you can have the rubber inflatable dinosaur things. Dude, I'm, whatever. Okay. 
I don't know. We should do. We should do something interesting. Well, so I'm rewatching Game of Thrones. Uh, I told you that. Oh. All seasons. Uh, so speaking of Mandalorian, oh, we, we didn't, we didn't bring it. Oh, we need to. It was dope. We'll do that in a minute. Did you know that Mando is in Game of Thrones? In, I think se- I did in know season that. four, he's the sword from Bravos, the bisexual dude that's laying around. That's Mando. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, a teaser trailer of the new Mandalorian for three. Dude, I I just can't tell you how that series. I just like it so much that his voice. The way he handles that character and the Yoda, or I'm sorry, Gra- Grogu. No. What's his name? Grogu. No. Grogu. Yeah, I think it's Grogu. Maybe no, Yoda. I think you're talking about Groot from from Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it's... What's his name? Oh, you mean Root? Groot. No, I'm talking about Baby Yoda. I think it's Grogu. Uh, probably. You, you might be. Okay, anyway. Your nerd's a little high. They showed mind. some, you know, teasers on it, and it looks good. It, it really does. I'm excited about that. But that's coming out next year. I think, yeah. Well, see, and so, yeah, next year. But now, let's let's go over to House of Dragons, right? First thing I want to talk about. Season 2 confirmed. Not till 2024. I've heard three more seasons. Are oh, well, whatever. But you're not getting the next one for over a year and a half. They're not even slated to start filming until April of 23. Are they up in the ante on the I don't dragons? know. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch this motherfucker again. But um, I thought that, I thought they set that up. You want to talk about the perfect ending? And how dope was it to watch that dragon eat the other one? That yeah. was crazy. Yeah. It was... Uh, I knew it was coming though, because when he came, I did too. When he I came into too. the clear, and Janine's like, "Oh God, I'm so glad." I'm like, "Wait for it." Anyways, I thought he was gonna get burned. I thought he was gonna get lit on fire. Uh, it, this was better. That dog ate him in half. That was one and big dragon. Is that the biggest dragon? Nope. The the gal who left and went. Yeah, it's the biggest known right now. But that dragon that Damon's down there singing to. Mm. That's supposed to be as big as the the Galarian, the dragon that. God, these caves must be awful big. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I was I was reading something, just googling about it. Some guys like, so you mean to tell me that you know when you just you know dragons will lose their mind and, and burn each other because they want to, but they'll sleep in caves and not bother anybody? How do they get any exercise? Just hanging out in the dark. I don't know. I don't know. What do they do? Just eat like grave crickets? I guess. I don't know. What are they fucking eating down here? I, <laughs> I did. I'll tell you another thing. I did watch. It's pretty cool. Is the making of Jaws. Um, and again, you could almost. You know how they did the uh, the offer. Dunna, dunna. Dunna, you know how they dunna, did the dunna. offer, the making yeah. of that. They could do that with Jaws. I'm telling you, the the whole thing behind that was crazy. But that scene. With uh, Captain, whatever the hell he was, um, when they talk about, when they talk about the uh, one of the military ships going down and him, that's what his deal is with the sharks and all yeah. that. That that was that whole scene right there made the whole movie. I thought it was first time ever been filmed in open water. I think they filmed most of that down off of uh, the East Coast up there. The Maine, right? The Hamptons, or yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere between Massachusetts and, and Maine. 
Speaking of a letdown, did you ever go on the Jaws ride at Universal Studios? I've never been to Universal Studios. I've never been to Disney World down there or Universal. Uh, I think Disney World's overrated, but Universal Studios is fucking dope. I went to. I've been to Disneyland three. So times. I've always wanted to return. go. So you know how like Six Flags has Scarefest? Yeah. Universal Studios does the haunted month of Halloween, and then they do a Krampus Christmas. So. December and October. October is the whole month. In December, it's the two weeks, including Christmas. They they put snow on everything, and there's little demon children, and Krampus is running around, and all the candy canes are upside down. It's like this horror thing. Yeah. See, wild. we had the money we were talking about. We're there. <sighs> yeah, probably. <laughs> That's true. Like, hey, what do you want to do this week? Let's go do that crap. We got to hit a haunted house, man. Running oh, out of time. Oh, yeah. We are running out. Well, we got tonight. It's Sunday. We got tonight, too. It is I Thursday. Mean, we've got two blocks, one of the better ones right down the street. Limp is right down the road. Yep. We got both of them five minutes away. What's the other one? Darkness down here? Well, the darkness. Yeah, but they've got, like, I mean, tons of shit. They've got the darkness and then the limp. I haven't done the limp in some time. But yeah. All right. Limp was, limp was funny when we were leaving the... Uh, oh, I got to talk about STL Bourbon Fest. Yeah, I, got, I wish I could have made that. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, not pretty cool. It was a great time. Um, I got to... You know, ran into a lot of people we knew. I got to see a bunch of vendors I haven't seen in a while, which is great. But I want to put a rumor to bed about Elmer T. Lee. Um, so I drank my very fair share of Elmer T. Lee that Friday? Oh. There is only one Elmer T. Lee. The bottles are the only thing. They sketched the 100-year deal. The 100-year was the only Same other one that was done. Elmer T. Lee Sour Mash Single Barrel is Elmer T. Lee. There is no other difference between. Um, I did get to try this year's George T. The best. Amazing. And I had it right against Pack 8. Amazing. Um, it'd have been cool to do it against Barrel King. Yeah, that'd have been cool, but uh, Barrel King wasn't there, so right. <laughs> I didn't get to do that one. Uh, but that was great. Um, Michter's um, Dane. Ah, oh, I gotta remember his name. Sorry, dude. I know you're following the podcast now, so thank you. But he uh, knew Michter's rep. Um, in the Midwest, and uh, he was pouring Sour Mash Single Barrel, which was great. I got a bunch of stickers, Michter's bottle stickers. I didn't bring them, but I got some for you. Like, they're little stickers of the bottles, which are all, they're like this big, and they're, they're awesome. Um, Dude, I didn't even know Michter's had that special bottle that we did Shanks? Uh, with Scrooby Jew. Shanks? Scrooby Jew. Scrooby Jew? Scrooby Jew. It's only the third time it's been done. I never, um, that was not even on my radar. I didn't even know that existed. Until I, I didn't either until about six months ago, and I saw it at Big Chief. And I wanted to know what it was. But, um, oh shit, what was I going to say? Damn, lost my train of thought there. What was I going to say? Oh, something really unique happened in the Scotch side. So I know you're not, you know, you are into scotch, but not huge into scotch. Hibiki makes a 21-year-old Hibiki, okay? It's one of the most allocated, highly expensive Japanese whiskeys, Japanese scotches, air quotes, in the world. Now, there has never been a distribution point in Midwest for it, in the Midwest. 
Okay. It's been in New York, California, Texas, Florida, you know, in and out of some other places. The one time and the only bottle that's ever been in the Midwest distribution chain was at STL Bourbon Festival and they were pouring it as a sample. Mm. Next to that, they had a Lafroig 45. So probably just tastes like licking a piece of charcoal. It's Lafroig. But still, they've never been in the market. This is how much the, the Bourbon Society in St. Louis has made this impact as far as the Bourbon Society. You know, every fucking state's got a Bourbon Society. Uh, well, shit, Missouri's got two. Kansas City Bourbon Society, St. Louis Bourbon Society. Um, that's the statement they've made. You know, I got to meet Fred Minnick. Fred Minnick is one of the, the top reporters on bourbon in, in the state, in the world, in the country. Um, he drinks all of his, we have to try this too. He drinks all of his bourbon out of a wine glass now. I know, we've, haven't we done that though? Not out of a wine glass. I thought we did it at Sybil's one night. Maybe I'm wrong. No, those were those were cognac decanters. Um, yeah. Okay. Did we? I know we've done it. I know we've done it. But I've, I've always seen him do it on videos now. It was really unique to, I know it's silly, but to see him do it live, like literally. Wine glass, just like a Norton wine glass, just drinks all of his bourbon out of it. And well, he says it's got to do with the the width of the bowl and then the way it narrows, almost like an overblown Glencairn. It right. allows you to nose it more and release the viscosity and the, the fumes and everything from it. It's supposed to open it up more. Well, as a beginning wine drinker, you know, when Janine was with the Wine Society, uh, the Ag Department of Missouri, anyway... Um, you know, any old glass, hey, just give me a glass, give me a little of that wine, whatever. And we would drink out of glasses, just rock glasses or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, they have the, uh, the wine glasses that they have for the wine events, right? The cheap little wine glasses. And then somebody was telling Janine, you should really try, like Steve really likes that Norton. <laughs> have him try it in a Rydell. The glass that was made for that particular wine and when i did that bro i was sold i was in it, it was a huge difference um and just all the things that you're talking about as far as you know the nose and then how it goes down it, well something i found out the other day so i was in i was in the office um Looking at some, I've got some button downs that we're getting done, and I got getting just you know, you know, my mind going to work and fucking with things and playing around. And I was like, man, I, I kind of want to drink, but I was like, I didn't really want to, you know, it was like two o'clock now, I, like, I didn't really want to have whiskey or wine or anything. And I was like, well, fuck, dude, I've got like 12 bottles of Bourbon County, so I pulled the Bourbon County out, and you know how your phones do, suddenly the advertisement comes up Bourbon County Barrel Style from Goose Island, oh, and um. And uh, I was like, hmm. I went in and I got, when we were up in Kansas City, remember we were in Kansas City for Lenny's yeah. birthday? And we went to that brewery. They, they were, we were drinking. Aaron found this, this oatmeal cookie stout thing. Oh my God, it was good. But like one beer, you're full. You know what I mean? It's a big, thick, heavy stout. But the glass you poured it in looked like a Norton glass, where the bowl came out sharp and then it came to a fine point. It's a wine, like a stemmed wine glass, like this tall. And I was like, hmm. So I poured the Bourbon County into that. 
had two glasses of it, you know, a whole bottle fit in two glasses. It drank so different than any other Bourbon County I've ever had. Now, I don't know if I drink Bourbon County like once or twice a year when I buy them. And then like all my bottles, like the latest bottle I have, like the one I drank was 2020. You know, I bounced to them real quick. Anyway. Well, he had a call, so he had to bounce out of here. Anyway, we're about halfway through this zombie. I gotta tell you, man, it was a fantastic cigar. If you guys get a chance in the future, uh, probably the only way you're gonna get it if you're here in St. Louis is to get online and to, uh, you know, get ahead of the game and get a hold of some because they got a whole core of what I would call, and they sell them all the time, but. You know, we're always in the Halloween spirit, and I put these away all summer, so we'd have them in, uh, in October, and uh, had the ability to join them, but this Fajave stuff is just freaking great. And this thing is a little spice bar. It's been fantastic. Well, so, unspinounced to him, we already switched over, and I didn't tell anybody. We have a, uh, a Knob Creek single barrel. And I think this one is 120 proof. I mean, Knob Creek has got so much stuff out right now. And none of it is bad at all. It's all fantastic. I had probably two months ago a 15. Oh, wow. Talk about a sweet spot. That stuff is amazing. But that's what we're pouring now next is this uh, single barrel Knob Creek. Um, and it's 120 proof. I don't know what the year is on it, but I think this is like a nine year, and it's fantastic. Anyway, that's what we're doing. And we're in here at Crew, of course, getting ready for the big event tonight. Um, and he's got these new tables. They redesigned this room, and they put a lot of uh, refurbished wood up on the sides, and they got these new tables, if you can hear it. When you set bottles down or that, if you got that really deep, draw and hit on it. Uh, so it, 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 it's just a great table. Anyway, I was telling we just moved to the Knob Creek. Oh yeah, cheers buddy. Yeah. Uh, happy Halloween. Yeah. The uh, first of our Spooky Vibes tour, uh, as Jimmy calls it, the Local Legends tour. That's what he called the event on Facebook, nice. the Local Legends tour. Yeah. Does that mean we're local legends or soon to be or could be? Fuck, I don't know. I don't want to be a legend. You know what happens when you're a legend? You're dead. Huh. No, we're actively in drive. Oh, that shit. My pumpkin just went out. It's just batteries, yeah? Well, let me check on This is something I welcome you guys to do. I want you to get two high-proof whiskeys, complete different mash bills, two different companies if you can and go from from one to the other from one to the other and, and pick out the notes right away so this immediately just on a strength level this is stronger than the pin hook but what i like about this that i don't like about the pin hook i don't like and, and see and i can say this now that i've had a, another whiskey to try and compare it to I don't like when the sweetness comes in up front and then you drink it and then it starts getting real hot and you start getting the barrel. I don't like that because it's almost like it's a like it's a uh, delayed response. 
Um, but what I like about this, now Creep, loads of caramel, right? Right away. But it's, quote, hot the whole time you drink it. I enjoy that. And I don't see it anywhere on this bottle, um, but I get a little note, and maybe it's just in my brain, a little maple. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it doesn't... No. They do make... They make a maple, but they, they don't do. always use maple. Yeah, but I, I, okay. I can taste a little bit of that in this. I didn't like remember it. if they made a maple or if they used maple staves in their barrels. Who does that? Somebody does that. Crown Royal. Crown Royal Mint. Crown Royal? Well, Crown Royal's got all kinds of frickin' No, but they did a... This was one of their flavored things. Like, they did a one of their big price item, big display, like their, you know, XO or, or whatever. I don't... I'm not a Canadian whiskey guy, but whatever their blowout is. Um, damn it. I swear they used maple staves. I swear they did. I think they did. I'm not entirely sure, but I swear they did. Well, I got to tell you, I I, uh, I have Hawaiian coffee. That's usually what I... Uh, macadamia. Yeah, the white chocolate. Do you white chocolate or the macadamia? macadamia? You drink Kona coffee or Maui Brewing Company? I think it's Kona. Kona? Yeah, white it's bag? But it's a it's a little bitty bag. Yep. It's not like the K cups. Nope. Nope. So I'm always into that. Well, then I I tried I tried um, the regular donut shop coffee, and then I was somewhere and I bought I saw it on the shelf Green Mountain Maple Bacon, and dude. I couldn't find it. I had to order it online. I ordered uh, like 50 of these K-Cups. And man, it's great. Especially for the fall. really love that new coffee. It's called Green Mountain Maple Pecan. And it's fantastic. Really? Yeah, but are you uh, like are you like a cream and sugar guy in your coffee? Just a little. Yeah, none. I like, I like, and something that uh, the squirt in German actually taught me. I, I'm okay. He's turned into a coffee nerd. Like, yeah. I actually, I don't. I do pour over coffee in a pot, but um, what I've started doing is I'm using less water per the scoops I'm putting in of the ground because I ground my own beans now and put them in there. But then what I do is when it's hot, I'll put four cubes of ice into it and let it rest so it raises the water level. Coffee tastes so much different when it's not blistering hot. Now, I'm not talking a general cool down as you drink it. It just slows down and gets a little cooler. I have a spin steam. I have no uh, idea what that means. Well, the, the steam, uh, <laughs> the water's coming in, it's steaming up, and it's spinning and brewing my coffee. Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. I also had the Nespresso, and I do the double Espressos on that, and then I uh, fluff the, uh, my hot milk or whatever the hell it is. One of our patrons, Michael, he just said, uh, the Scorton German likes his coffee like he likes his men. Black. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I'm not a... Uh, I shouldn't say that because actually I'm really funny. So like when I drink coffee, like I've had coffee with you, it's black coffee, just put it in the cup. 
I'm not the guy that can figure out differences in coffee, this and that. I don't do any of that. But anytime I go to Starbucks, I get the lightest drink you can think of. Like, I cannot wait till November 1st because the, the chocolate peppermint fucking caffeinated nightmare that puts me to bed is coming out. I don't. I never do. I get two flavors. of them. Like ten years ago, I had the pumpkin spice. It was really good. Well, for their the chocolate first time. It was really good on the first go around, and then I was like, "Yeah, it just got too sweet." I do put a little cream in mine, but just a little. And then I also enjoy coming up in November. I usually get uh, a bottle of Buffalo Trace, um, whatever the cream. The buffalo cream or whatever it's called yeah and then barton's they all put them out now pretty yeah. much um but i also get this uh these like moonshine creams and they come in just little things and i'll pop a little of that in the you were telling me about those last year and I, are you I, a, are you an eggnog guy no no i mean would i do an eggnog sure Hell i yeah, make I a i make a killer boozy eggnog. but it's not like i'm getting up in the morning or scratching my ass and going for an eggnog <laughs> no what i like to do like if you're gonna have eggnog i just i like eggnog i just i, I think it tastes great and i'll have you know a cup a day right I, I just i enjoy it it's good are you a cereal guy yes with chocolate milk if you want me to change your fucking life you're looking at me like everybody ever looks at me take your favorite cereal and use chocolate milk instead of regular milk. It'll change your life. I can see you doing the chocolate, like a real heavy workout, a lot of lifting, whatever, go in there and do a little, uh, what, Count Dracula? Do you do a little Count Dracula? No, no, dude, no. See, here's where I am on cereal, I'm boring. I like Special K, just Grand Flake cereal. Grand Flake cereal. I do Special K um, I like the almonds, with strawberries. and yep. almonds or yep. whatever. Yep. I, I'll just eat that right out of the damn bag. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just put that in a bowl and I'll just eat a little I also when I was a kid dude my favorite fucking snack I take to school is I take a bag of ramen put it in a Ziploc bag and smash it and put the seasoning on it and just eat the shit raw do you also put tater tots in your pocket no <laughs> no dude those are my tots Jeez, my get your own tots dude um, listen my go to breakfast when I was in you know because you know of course I'm running late so it was the pop tart man I always grab yeah. a pop tart, put it in the toaster, bing, gone, and you're eating that pop tart. And I never did. I never could be a bus guy. I never did the bus. I walked to school. I enjoyed my walks. I loved it. But I like pop tarts. But I like that brown sugar. That's my favorite. I like the chocolate ones. Chocolate pop tarts and then cherry, milk cherry on my cereal. Huh. T- try it, dude. I guess I'll have to try, try that. it. Is there a specific fair life, milk? fair life, fair life chocolate milk, fair life cho- or Oberweiss? What's if you the chocolate milk with the rabbit on it? The quick or what is it? Is this a oh, that's uh, no, that's um, uh, quick something. Quick, quick. Oh, it is quick. That's quick. That's quick. That's quick. Yeah. No, I like um, and I'm a huge hot chocolate guy. Love hot chocolate. Well, he bought this uh, dark chocolate, hot chocolate. Dude. Well, we were planning on doing some cider. I really do like hot cider. I hate cider. Man, we're finding out so much about each other today. This is like coming. Can't do it, man. (laughs) There's something about it. It's like it's it's almost a sweet wine, 
but it's not, and it makes me feel like I'm drinking medicine, and I don't like it. I've actually had whiskey with cider, and I kind of like it. Well, so that's what I was saying. I, uh, I've had a, a, I've made, so when I do my eggnog, like if I'm gonna have a boozy eggnog, I've never bashed any of it, right? I've never done that. But if you do eight ounces of eggnog with two ounces of 12-year McAllen, it is, it's so good, it's super unique. But I've also had, um, I don't know the event we were at. We were somewhere, had boozy hot, booze, they call it boozy, right? Or boozy hot chocolate. I don't know what was in it, but it, it, it made the, the, like the, like oil on the water, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It was like, if you didn't drink it fast enough, it was gonna separate. <laughs> yeah. And it got really weird. Um, it's like getting a, a Bloody Mary and not stirring it. And you're like, oh, this is great. Until you get to the bottom and suddenly that drink is just vodka or tequila. Yeah, terrible. Well, we're going to have to try some of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to have a Krampus Christmas party. Are you a Krampus fan? I've seen it. I like it. Yeah. A lot of snow. Yeah. I mean, Krampus is actually under the snow running around, right? Like he's coming uh, down the street, you can't see him, then he pops up out of the well, snow. Well, it depends on what, what story you read. There's freaking like Krampus is everywhere. Krampus is uh, supposed to be the uh, evil to the good of Santa Claus. And when, when you get cold, little, little demons and Krampus will come snatch the kids up in the night and eat them and... It's, it's an old German folklore tale, and it's. But Krampus is cool as shit. Weston has a really cool Christmas, and there's a guy up there. He's there every year, and he reminds me of a Krampus. He's not like your traditional uh, Santa. He wears a long cape, and he's got like copper, and he's like. Well, that is so, okay. So that is traditional Santa. That is original German folklore of Santa. The original. Oh, really? Claws, yeah. Well, so you've done um, a little research in it. Oh, yes. I don't know, but he's really, he's got a big, like, Big post, staff. Yep. A staff. Yep. And he's got a long cape to the ground. And so, with, without me being, and, I'm not 100% on this, but I'm going to nail this real quick. The original, like, the lineage of Santa Claus, where I think the story came from, was a lord in Germany, or Scandinavia, depends on where the story comes from, there was a sheep and peasant farmer and he had lost his son during the winter solstice and on the 24th not the 25th of december of the 12th month of the calendar year he went that year into the family homes and was distributing gifts in honor of his son right one one of these stories i don't know what something i read and that image, he was. He was a lord in the city. So he had his chains, and he wore a big red cloak, and he had his staff, and that's what he delivered. And then in the, I want to say it was like the eight, late 1800s, that's when our modern idea of Santa Claus came about. The fat man, the red suit, the white beard, you know, all that. Like when you look at elves, elves in Germanic, Nordic, uh, Scandinavian, even Slovakian, Eastern, far Eastern culture, Elves are deities. They're little devils. They're little assholes. You know? And then the idea of Krampus. Like, Krampus is normally... Krampus is your demon to your saint, right? Like, saint... Uh, what's his name? Who's Santa Claus? What's his name? Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle. Saint, saint Kringle, right? 
Kris Kringle is Santa Claus. Krampus is your demon, right? So he's always like a big demon with long horns, and he wears a red cloak, and he holds a staff to try and trick kids into thinking he's Santa Claus, and when he gives them coal, take kids and eat the kids. Yeah, Krampus is cool. If we had a Krampus party, though, is there enough characters to have people come? Because I was, have always wanted to do like a Nightmare Before Christmas party. I'm in. And there's all kinds of characters you could be. Well, think about Krampus. You can be anything from Christmas. Just fuck it up. You know? And I want to be Krampus. Of course you do. I want to get stilts. I want to get horns. Yeah. Do the Nightmare Before Christmas, you could invite people and assign them who they're going to be. I've always wanted to be the mayor. Dude, if you could, if so, I don't, I'm sure some artist somewhere could pull this off. But if there was a way that you could create a mask or even an attachment to your face that had all three of his faces. Is it three? I thought it was two. Sad and oh yeah, it is too. Sad and happy. Sorry, but just think if you could create those that would, do you know what I mean? Like that you could move them because his head moves. He yeah. spins his head around, right? But it would you be have the really mayor, unique. right? You have Oogie Boogie. You got the you girl. got the boogeyman. You've got the mayor. You've got Santa Claus. And you you got, could have Jack Skeleton, but you could actually have two: one that's Santa and one true. Regular. Then you've got Santa Claus. You've, you've got, got the three goblins. You've got the three witches. Oh, wait, wait, you got Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Yep. That's the three goblins. Yep. And then you got the guys who are like, I also like the guy who's really fat, but he's got the little bitty hands. And I've thought about doing the little bitty hand thing, yeah. which would be so fun. Um, and assign everybody a character and say, hey, on this date, we're having the nightmare before Christmas party. And uh, that would be fun. Oh, look at this. Really, very creative. Dude, we are. We're working this shit out. It's going to be a blast. My zombie went out. I've, had, I've been talking too much. I haven't been giving But you know what I mean? That would be really cool to do a, you know, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I know how, like, some family, like, your family's gotten larger, so I'm, I know you're going to be busy around Christmas, right? Uh, but some people don't have much to do, you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, you know, everyone talks about Friendsgiving and this and that, right? Like, I get that. A lot of people do things on Thanksgiving. Like, we're gone on Thanksgiving. I think you guys, are you guys staying home this year? Or you yeah, guys we're going? staying home. Staying home? Uh, but, like, Christmas, wouldn't it be super fucking cool to just, like, your place or mine or we, we you know, crew or, or wherever we go somewhere, we rent, we rent it out or we come in and... And we just decorated, and it's a Christmas party with all your friends. Only the people you want to be there are there. And you have this knockout fucking themed Christmas party. Like, you know the best a die-hard Christmas party. And you could have, like, 12 John McClane's. There's been, like, 30 films, so you'll be good to go. You're just going to walk around with bloody feet? It's a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. No, no, that'd be great. What do you think of this zombie, man? I love it. This has been fantastic. I love this cigar. So I got a question for you, but give me one second. Coming into Halloween, one, are you free on Halloween on Monday? I am. Okay, perfect. I'll talk to you after this. Um... What is your favorite 
part of Halloween. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe. Well, now, you have never, I've never taken you, we've never gone, but Brussels. You know, we talk about that place a lot. Yeah, because it's special, and you'll know what I mean when you go with me sometime. But we typically go with the Jeep, and if you love um, Nightmare Before Christmas, the topography in Brussels is a lot like, um, you know, when he's walking up those hills and down and whatever, and the big oak trees and the moon and all that. We always try to hit Brussels with the full moon. Now, the full moon came early this year in October. It was, I want to say the full moon was the ninth, but there's a graveyard on one of the highest points at Brussels. Brussels. And we always go up to this graveyard and hang out and look at the full moon. And there's a big oak tree on top of this hill. And you look around, and it's just like being in the human. the movie. I mean, it's just absolutely something special. And then they've got a hotel up there with bourbon, and they have good home-style cooking, and they've got a couple bars up there on the hill next to a graveyard, of course, again. And, um, and man, I don't know. We've done it, God, I don't know how long, maybe 20 years we've gone up there. And it's really something special. That's what I like to We did have a buddy who... Um, you know, Alton and Wood River, Bethalto area, they do Halloween over there, which is really crazy. They spend like almost two, three, four days of doing all these different Halloween celebrations. And I had a buddy of mine who lived in an old um, kind of Victorian house right next to a graveyard. And it was so cool. I would come over there. He would have it all dialed in. A lot of old school Halloween stuff. And he would have pumpkins and bonfires, and he would take us for a tour through the graveyard. Absolutely fantastic. I would carve some pumpkins, we'd take him into the graveyard, take some pictures, and he would literally do a um, kind of a backdoor walk through the graveyard, and we would tell stories and whatever. And then there was a catacomb in the back that really wasn't being used anymore. We'd go down there and tell some stories, take some pictures. Really, really fantastic. So anyway, I try not to, you know, like, we always try to hit a a haunted house or do something special, not just the bar gig or whatever that can get old, but actually get out in nature and do something, you know, spooky. And I I think that's pretty cool. We've always done that. Um, And then, of course, I just love carving pumpkins. So a lot of things I do, like got a lot of friends that have taverns and I'll carve some pumpkins and take them around on Halloween, give them to them and um, have a drink and move on and see some of my friends and that. But I always love uh, carving pumpkins and taking them. Of course, tonight's event, I've got one hollowed out. I'm going to carve it tonight. We did one at the, uh, the lit black party or a block party. And uh, that was freaking good. I uh, just threw that pumpkin away. He lasted for about two months. His jaw just fell. But he looked older and grumpy as he got older. And um, so that worked out really, really cool. But anyway, carving pumpkins. How many people carve pumpkins anymore? 
hopefully there's some people still carving pumpkins. I used to love that. Um, and then, you know, something happened probably about five, six years ago. They came out with all these different pumpkins. I used to go all the way up to, on the river, almost to Hannibal. Um, there was a guy who worked for uh, Madeline Crab, uh, who was doing some genetics with some different pumpkins and had knuckleheads. He had all these different styles. And then all of a sudden this white pumpkin came and I carved him and put different colors in him. And that's what I brought tonight is a white pumpkin. And that, I'm telling you, these white pumpkins are amazing. But I'm still a traditional orange pumpkin kind of guy. So, I don't know. Maybe we do one of those too. OJ 9's coming later and maybe we'll get to do that. But hopefully you guys can hit Mark on the, the computer. And I'd like to know if people still carve pumpkins. You know, I know a lot of them do the stenciling. Like they put the stencil on and they spend, you know, a couple of hours doing the stencil. I try to do the old school faces. Just randomly carve a face. You know, like the teeth, the traditional, like triangular eyes or whatever. Anyway. Well, I don't know if we've been talking about it, but as far as movies that you watch on Halloween, for some reason I always like catching uh, one of the uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. And is it Halloween-y? I think so. I mean, when you get to the flying monkeys and they get to the castle, I mean, that shit is just bad to the bone. I actually saw a guy, a short guy, dressed up like a monkey. I thought he was great. But I think the original Halloween is one of my favorites. I, I always have to watch that. I always love the thing. Um, not the original. The one I think was back in 78, 80, somewhere around there. Kurt Russell and crew. I always liked that. Creature from the Black Lagoon. I always watch that in the month of October. I know Mark's big into Hocus Pocus and the Monsters. I haven't seen the new one. Still hoping to get Gotta that Gotta see in. the Monsters. Gotta see the Monsters. Why he is here. Yeah. Center Scrubs. Beautiful. So I missed what you said your favorite part of Halloween was. Well, I was talking about Brussels, which maybe we can get up there the next. Now, I'm assuming the first part of November will be another full moon. It'd be worth taking a ride up there, maybe have an early podcast, and then show you some of the cool stuff up there. For sure. Do they, do they, they operate pretty well on Sundays? Yeah. We can actually go to the hotel and you can see all the bourbon decanters. That's where I want to go, yeah. And uh, take it to the graveyard. And then there's two bars up there. They do really nice, old-fashioned uh, Halloween decorations. and that. But like I was telling them, I had a buddy in Alton. They do a big Halloween thing in Alton, Bethalto, Wood River. But he used to do a graveyard tour. And he'd take us to his graveyard. He lived right across the street. And it was fantastic. I'd bring a bunch of pumpkins. He had a lot of old school stuff that he would have in his house. He had an old three-story Victorian. And uh, I'd carve him a bunch of pumpkins. We would always have a good good time doing that. I always try to go to uh, the Mill Street and see Troy take oh, a yeah. pumpkin over we there. We should go back up there and see him. 
I really, really like that place. That's a, again, that's a, a super unique place. Like all of Main Street St. Charles, like still, the, you know, the Paver Road and everything. But Millstream is, I think Millstream, is Millstream probably the oldest that's still there, operating originally? Yeah. Gotta be, right? Yeah. Because whatever, the, what, I don't know what it used to be, it's now Schlafly. Well, you're talking about the... Uh, trailhead. The it used to be trailhead. trailhead. Now it's Schlafly. Yeah. Um, I know everything else has changed around. Quintessential may have been there a while. John Dillinger's place is there, the smoke shop. He hasn't closed yet. Nope. He's still there. Um, but the mill stream backs up the mill. And I, I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of work there back in the day for Troy. And uh, it's a super, uh, like Mark said, it's a super unique place. Well, all of St. Charles is. Um, but that's a fun place to go to. And then, of course, the haunt. We got a podcast in there yeah. last October and got to do that. I was there yeah. yesterday, and they've upped their ante there, and they've got, like, a little spook house in the back, which is really cool. But anyway. Yeah. All right, well. We're going to do that thing. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to get the booth completely set up. And then we're going to sit down and have another smoke and chill for about an hour and a half before we get everything going. So uh, mahalo from the Viking. Thank you guys very much. If you want to get on to the Patreon to be part of the Zoom live podcast and everything, it's uh, patreon.com slash craft and pure. And it's $3 a month. Jump on there and check us out. And uh, Bourbon Cowboy, take us out, man. Yeah, from a spooky Bourbon Cowboy, as always. Thanks for listening. We always appreciate it. And, you know, do it up this weekend. Have some fun, and we'll see you next week. Giddy up.